Hi, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast Season 4. Do you like conversations with people who are passionate about food? When you pick your vacations, do you base it on what you want to eat and then hit up every place Anthony Bourdain said to? Is food your love language? Well, if so, this podcast is for you. Join me here on Fridays, where we will laugh, possibly shed a tear, and always leave hungry for our next great bite of food. And if you're ready, your next food adventure starts right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Fuller, and this is season four. Woo-woo! If you're new to the podcast, thanks for being here. If you've been here for all other three seasons, oh my God, I love you. I can't believe we've made it this far. Well, I can, because we're rock stars. So here's the drill. If you don't know the drill, this is the drill. Go to my website for all of the show notes, elizabethrfuller.com. You don't have to take the notes. I've taken the notes. If you've got questions for the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, send me an email, let's go on a food adventure, gmail.com. And of course, follow me on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. Slide into the DMs with all of your questions. And please don't forget to like, rate, and share the podcast wherever you listen to it because that's the way we get heard. And who doesn't want to hear us? All right, let's get into the show. Hey, 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 how's everyone doing out in podcast world? How is everyone? How are all of you? I'm fantastic. February is basically behind us, which is blowing my mind. Like, I can't believe we are, it's when I'm recording this now. So this comes out on Friday, which would be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So like I'm recording this intro a couple of days before that. I looked at the calendar and I was like, holy shit, it's fucking February 20th, 20th. That's bananas. I am, once we reach this point, it's kind of like, oh my God, is it summer yet? Um, March is coming, which means, and I've noticed too, like the days, the sunlight is getting lighter in the morning and a little lighter in the evening, which I'm fully here for because the darkness is, uh, (laughs) and all of us with seasonal depression it's slowly waning and there is light at the end of the tunnel like pun intended for sure so yay okay this episode I'm gonna get into it in a second because she is so fun and high energy and she is a fabulous episode just you wait and my gal pals that I'm talking with woo, you're gonna want to get adopted into their families once we're done because god knows I do But before we get going, can I tell you something I am so into right now, food-wise? Like, I've been eating it every single night after dinner, and it would be a great afternoon snack, too. So we all know that I'm on my uh, weight loss journey, right? Been on it for 43 years now and going strong. Like, we have a very good relationship, (laughs) me and my weight loss journey. And so um, still still trying. She's not giving up yet. Anyway, so... I was talking with my gal pal, Kristen, you know, Kristen from the pod. We love Kristen. And we were like coming up with high protein snack ideas, especially on the sweeter side. That would be good after dinner because I love me a sweet treat after dinner. Who doesn't? Well, I don't know. Maybe some people don't, but I 
absolutely do. So I am doing the work for everyone. And she suggested one of the things she's really into right now is taking Greek yogurt, mixing in, hold the fucking phone for this, cheesecake pudding mix. Yes, jello cheesecake pudding mix. So like get a cup of Greek yogurt or half a cup or whatever your heart desires and then mix in, I don't know, maybe like a teaspoon to a tablespoon of the jello cheesecake pudding mix. Let it sit in your fridge for say like, if you can let it sit for an hour, great. If you can't and it's like 10 minutes, no problem, like whatever. Then um, some kind of frozen berry, whether it's blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, whatever, whatever. Nuke them for 30 seconds, pull them out, and then swirl that into, once you're ready to eat it, the Greek yogurt. Shut up. Shut your mouth. It is so good. It is so satisfying. And then yours truly decided to take graham crackers and crumple up a graham cracker on top to like really try to make it cheesecakey. I don't know if it's working for that, but like everything else just hits. It's so good. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, another version of this that I saw, and this is why we started talking about it was on TikTok where like people are taking, and you could do this too, yogurt, the Greek yogurt, a little bit of that peanut butter powder, mixy mixy. And then um, some people were taking like dark chocolate chunks and mixing that in or like melting it and then putting putting the that in the fridge and then taking the melted dark chocolate and like putting that on top as like a layer that you like break through to get to the Greek yogurt. I got to tell you, it still needs a little sweetness to it. Um, it's still too Greek yogurty for me. And when I want something sweet, I need more than just that. So I vote cheesecake pudding mix. And if the cheesecake doesn't work for you, I think it works really well with the Greek yogurt because the Greek yogurt is already tanging like a cream cheesy base for a cheesecake would be. So I think that's why it works. If that's not your jam, regular plain vanilla pudding mix, I think would work. Kristen says she's tried it, has worked really well. She's never done chocolate. So, you know, TBD on that. But um, yeah, let me know if you try it and if you like it and it, I'm telling you, it's such a nice little, uh, indulgence after dinner when you want something sweet. I really, in afternoon snack, it would be freaking awesome too. Who doesn't like that? Okay. Let's cue up the music. Cause we got a fat, we got to get into this. We got to get into this. Hey now, there we go. Got that music going. Oh my God, I'm so excited for today's guests. There's two of them. <laughs> oh, they are firecrackers in the best way possible. So, Tanya and Pemi, both Boston-born, but man oh man, are they a thousand and twenty-five million percent Greek. These women grew up in very strong Greek households and bonded over that and so much more to forge the most beautiful friendship. Pemi is a classically trained chef based now in Athens, and Tanya and her husband Nick started WorldwideGreeks.com, which is a space to celebrate, preserve, and really just show off the Greek, their Greek heritage and culture to the world. So naturally, Pemi and Tanya had to put out not one, mm -mm, no my friends, but 
two incredible Greek cookbooks. We're going to talk about all that and so much more. So please, please give a round of applause, a warm welcome to Tanya and Pemi from WorldwideGreeks.com. Oh, my lovely ladies from Greece. How are both of you? Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. How are you guys? Good. It's so good to have you guys on the pod. So Pemi, am I saying again, am I saying this right? Pemi? Yes, you are. Pemi. 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 So Pemi is in Athens as we speak. Like how much more Greek can we get? And then <laughs> Tanya, you're here in the Boston area, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So if you could both take a moment and just say hi to the listeners, tell them a little bit about each of yourselves, just like who you are, where you grew up, what do you do now? Pam, do you want to go first, Penny? No, I think I'm going to leave it up to you. You go first. (laughs) Oh, you two are adorable. As you can tell, we're so good at this. Um, (laughs) My name is Tanya Stamoulis. I live in the Boston area with my husband and my two kids. Um, I was a computer science major, so nothing to do with cooking or anything like that, but I grew up in a big, huge Greek family and we all show love by eating and hosting, feeding people. And, um, so I've always loved that. And so I took a complete shift when I met Pam and we had experiences together and we decided to do a cookbook together. And here we are today, completely different from anything I studied. I love (laughs) that. Lots of ambition went to a good cause, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I love that. Now, Pemi, what about you? So my name is Pemi. Um, people in America call me Pam. Pemi is actually my Greek shorter name. Um, and I was born in, uh, in Lowell, Massachusetts. I was, uh, I lived there until I was seven. I came back here to Greece with my family. I, uh, studied, I went to school here and then I came back to America. So my life is kind of like back and forth. Um, went to college, met my husband, we got married, came back here. So it's been a back and forth. Now we're actually living back here in Athens. Um, I am a graphic design major. So, you know, create creativity, creation, you know, mm-hmm. being it's artsy, it was always my thing. Uh, at some point though, when I was in America living with my husband and my child, I really wanted to go to cooking school. I wanted to become a chef. And I wanted to put my graphic design major and kind of marry it off with whatever I would learn in cooking school. So I decided to uh, become a pastry uh, chef. I My vision was coming back to Greece at some point and opening up this big wedding cake, uh, you know, like big, elegant wedding cakes. Yeah. Uh, so I went there. I went to a, a school in Boston and I um, I got my degree. Uh, I kind of did a lot of, well, actually I did for like about a, a, a year, a year and a half. I did uh, cakes, a couple wedding cakes, but it was a lot of work having a toddler and doing cakes. Oh my God. Not a cake. No. So <laughs> anyway, I met Tanya, our kids would go to school together, our Greek school together. I met Tanya. We did all these other cool things together before <laughs> ending up doing our cookbook. We, we, because we were like really, really good friends. Um, we hit it up very, very well. And at some point, you know, Tanya called me up when, when I was, uh, working, um, at my family's restaurant and she's like, how about you? Like, do you want to do a cookbook with me? And I'm like, what? Of course I do. So 
it was one of those aha moments for both of us like yeah you got the the background in cooking and we want to do this greek cookbook do you want to do it i'm like yeah it was like my dream come true so that's how we kind of came together on this project oh i know I mean, we're really so good. many yeah so how yes. how did you two meet yeah. where how did you two fall in love like where did where did that magic come how did it happen we were destined to be together. No, I'm just joking. Um, so our sons actually went to preschool together, um, a Greek preschool. So we met a little bit there and then eventually they evolved into a Greek school. And if any Greek people out there who had to suffer through Greek school, it's a rite of passage. You know, you know. have to go. I had to go. You have to go. And so Absolutely. we would force our kids and, and we would sit there and wait outside the classroom and the teachers would come out and tell us, you know, your kids are acting up. We would look at each other, we'd roll our eyes and be like, go back in there and do your work. And, you know, it was like kindred spirits at that point. So that's where we met and we, you know, would plan functions and events. There was a whole group of us girls. We called it our little Greek village. And that's, you know, where we, where we went from, from there. So oh, just from our that. kids, traditions in Greek, and we would get together in the, it was in a church. So we would get together in the kitchen while they were in school. And we would bake things and cook things and always talk about how much we love to do that. And it just kind of evolved from there. And then my husband and I actually own two websites that are Greek based, greekboston.com and worldwidegreeks.com. And a lot of the content are recipes and food and culture. So it just kind of made sense for me. One day I just looked at her and said, you know, what would be really cool if worldwide Greeks and you we could do this together and create a cookbook. And that's just, you know, that's how we started working together on projects outside of just things about our kids. We made it about us for once. Heck yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But we worked so well together on the, all the other projects that we did for school yeah. that, you know, it was like a no brainer when she came to me and she's like, you want to do it? I'm like, how? I mean, who else would I want to do a project like this other than you? Uh, because we, we really work well together. Mm -hmm. Like, don't sit down. take help for each other seriously. Sorry. To right. Yeah. <laughs> we no, well, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, we'll have our differences of opinion and then I'll see it her way. Then she'll see it my way. And then we'll kind of like meet in the middle, but we've never, you know, it's, it's always, we've always had a good communication. Um, I don't know. We pretty much, we saw eye to eye on most of everything the same. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, somebody, I think somebody had asked us, Tanya, and one of the other projects that we did for the school, uh, we were having actually another interview with somebody, a Greek guy, and he said uh, in his interview, do you trust uh, Tanya with everything? And I turned around and I said, absolutely, I trust her with whatever she says, I'm on board. And she's like, what? And he's like, wow, that kind of a trust. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know where she's coming from. So, you, you know, know, a lot of women compete with each other, I feel like, mm -hmm. and have, you know, they try to one-up each other or they're jealous of each other. But Pam and I never had that. And actually, there are a few of our friends are like that too. We just never felt that competition. We just felt a connection and our kids and a common vision and things that we wanted to do. And like I said, we don't take each other ourselves too seriously. We love to laugh and joke oh, and just say the dumbest thing. Yes. I personally laugh and tell jokes at the worst moments. Like <laughs> someone could be venting to me about something serious. I'd be like, wow. And I throw in a joke. <laughs> that helps a little, you know, at 3 a.m. when we're stressing out about a release. Uh, oh, yeah. We have another friend, too, that's a, our partner in crime. She's actually the instigator when it comes to, like, funny jokes. So she, like, starts it and then we, like, kind of finish it off. So, yeah. No, I love yeah. that. And it's almost like a sisterhood because – 
you know, the there for the people who don't know in the Massachusetts, New England area, there is a decent amount of Greek, a Greek population. It's not huge. It's not uh, anything to write home about, but there is little pockets of communities like there. We, I have a Greek church in my town here, you know, like there's just, there's tiny little pockets, which you have to cling on to because especially, and so Pemi, you, your family's from Athens originally. So uh, my parents came, uh, well, my dad came when he was nine years or five years old or seven years old in, in Lowell. And then he came back here, he found his wife mm -hmm. um, and they came back to America. So I was born in Lowell, uh, Massachusetts. So, um, But are your yeah. parents from Athens? Is that where- they're from, they're from the Peloponnese area. Okay. And then Tanya, where's your family from in Greece? Well, I'm also first generation here. My parents currently live in Athens. We have a very long history. My parents were actually bo both born in Russia at the time um, oh, wow. because they, you know, it's a very long history, long story short, great grandparents, Greek merchants, you know, went to Russia, got stuck there during the revolution, Ugh. married, you know, married, had kids there, and eventually they came back to Greece. Thank so God. our roots were always Greek, you know, our citizenship is always Greek, but there was that little pod in our family history where they had to reside. There, my dad was born in the labor camp in Siberia. You know, it's a very interesting history. Yeah, but to Greek families and Greeks, you know, oh um, shit, the Greek blood. Yeah, it's a crazy, it's a crazy, crazy story. But they came back to Greece, and then eventually, for better life, you know, my dad moved here, and then my, my grandmother sent him Greece to marry a Greek woman because he had some German woman that he was writing letters with, and she didn't like it, so she shipped him to Greece to marry himself a Greek woman. He met my mom. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It, well, because it's so like to, and I, I'm a, I'm Italian from Southern Italy, so I it's not nearly like that extreme, but there's very <laughs> Greek people want to keep the legacy going, and it's Greek, it's Greek, 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 and that might be a stereotype, but it is kind of true that like you know they really want you to be with another Greek person for better or for, for worse, and it's oh, yeah. so it's funny. So it's so true. It's not just true. It's so true. Yeah. Uh, they use they, the word I mean, xeno, right? Xeno uh, femi. Yes, the word xeno is like a, a forbidden word. <laughs> yeah. It's the Greeks and then the foreigners or xeno. There is no in between. You would be the Greek or you're xeno. <laughs> well, that, that used to be, though, back in the day. I mean, when our parents were, you know, growing up, growing up, when they were there are the great grandparents before them that were in America, though they were gung ho about, you know, just Greek people married with Greek people. Nowadays, like with us and our kids, they're they're more open to, you know, it's actually it's very difficult to find a lot of Greeks that actually marry with Greek. Now they're, you know, they're all over the place. They can marry yeah. Italians and they can marry from other cultures. And, you know, it's actually more acceptable than it was when my parents were growing up or the grandparents and all that. So yeah, yeah. it's love is uh, I love and, it. Can. Yeah. They can marry. It's allowed now, right? They now, can now it's allowed. Oh my God. <laughs> there isn't an, an initial shock. Like if my son were to come to me and say, yeah, ma, you know what? I'm going to marry a nice uh, Italian girl. You know, there will be that initial, oh, why are you doing this to your mother? But, you know, it's just going to be a very slight initial thing. As opposed to like my parents or the grandparents, if you brought Akseno home, they would probably disown you on the spot. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's in like the, the country of India, there's a lot of arranged marriages that are coming from there. And like, they really want you to marry 
an Indian person from that, from probably even like the same religion or the same origin or to, to keep the lineage going. And I, I don't know with the Greek population, if, and I know with the, the Italians, when they all came over here in, in pods and like the turn of the century in the late 1800s, early 1900s, there was also a trust issue. So like, you didn't want to trust the foreigners because they treated you like shit and like they yes. treat, you know, yes. and so there's, there's that aspect of it too, that like that got passed down through generations and we're all starting to finally accept one another. Thank right. God, because we're all the same. We're all human mm -hmm. and love is love. <laughs> and we support everyone being in love. Like you're in love Absolutely. and you want to get married, fucking have at it. Cause marriage is sucks. It not sucks. <laughs> it's really hard. Like it's, it's difficult. It's it really is. Yeah, yeah. It's no joke. So if you really want to yeah. do it, by right. all means, have at it. No, My absolutely. Dad. It's there's there's um, there have been like relationships with uh, like friends and people that I know that married a Greek man or a Greek woman, and they had a difficult time in their marriage. And then I have other people that I know that married a non-Greek, Xeno, as they say, and their mm -hmm. lives were perfect. So it's not it's not like oh my god, you know, it's let's be realistic. You need to find a man or a woman who actually resonates with you and you guys can figure things out and you guys can have an actually talk you know yeah so it's not about being a greek it would it would help because you have the same religion and you might have the same you know let's go to greece for the summer and not have opposition but that's pretty much where it ends mm -hmm. yeah tanya were you gonna add something i was just gonna say along your point my dad or my i can't remember my father my father-in-law used to tell me a story that back in the day the restaurants would have signs that would say no Irish, no Jews, no Italians, no Greeks. Mm -hmm. They didn't want, mm -hmm. you know, people in their restaurants. The people, you know, it was beyond. Oh, yeah. I, I could imagine when I hear these stories. It's like, really? I don't even understand. So I think a lot of these cultures would stick together, you know, for self-preservation. Yeah. Back, I mean, that's even today, that's what's happening with a lot of cultures here in America, mm -hmm. as we all know. And it's 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 so totally understandable i just wish that everyone was just so much more accepting of one another because it's so right frustrating the world that we live in because we can all learn so much from each other there's so much to learn and gain and just so much love okay let's shift gears slightly and talk a little more about food so in greece for people who don't know because it, it's hard for those of us who have spatial relationship issues the country of Greece, I kind of researched this for a second, could be wrong, you can fact check me on it, is similar in size to that of either England or kind of like a mixture of the state of Alabama, like we're talking square footage wise, um, in terms of size, like it's not massive, as we think in the states no. of our country, right? But it's not teeny mm -hmm. tiny, like, so it's got to, does it have a lot of diversity in terms of like food and culture from like inland versus the outer parts on the coast talk, yes. talk to me about Absolutely. that so, so we have a northern part we have a southern part we have uh islands islands that are on the aegean side we have islands that are on on the ionian side which is closer to the italy side and they did have a lot of italian influence in their architecture and their food so um, on that aspect, as you said, there are a lot of differences. Now, as a as a as Greece, as you say, okay, I'm gonna eat Greek food. Uh, it has become that there are certain traditional Greek foods like the pasticcio or the Greek salad, as everybody knows. Oh, know. So there are foods 
that you, you know, it goes all around, it's everywhere in Greece. Uh, but if you go into the northern country, or the northern country, in the northern area, you'll see that they have a lot of pitis. Pitis is like a pie where they actually open up their own filo dough and they make like a meat pie, uh, a spinach pie, a, a cheese pie. And the reason for that is because back in the day, they had a lot of cattle. They were in the northern, they had like, you know, they had cattle. Now, where my parents are from, which is the Peloponnese area, wasn't a very mountainous area. It was, but it really wasn't. They didn't have cattle. They had a lot of olive oil and olive trees. And uh, so my grandmother didn't know how to open and make their own filo and make cheese pies. She would make other stuff. She would make uh, dolmadakia, which is the stuffed grape leaves, because she would get the, the leaves off of her mm. vine, or she would actually forage and find other um, greens from the field. Uh, so there, there are certain, you know, there are certain things that each area would have, like the the um, the islands have a lot of fish. Uh, mm -hmm. They didn't have a lot of cattle. They had goats. They had so it's it's a whole different different uh, food, but they do have their uh, specific ones, which is all around, like the pasticcio, the Greek, uh, the um, the the cheese pie, the, um, what else is there? The macaroni Yeah, the tzatziki. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Those are actually all the things that cookbook that we did. That's how we decided because we sat down and said, well, what about this and this? And Pam would be like, well, my family doesn't really make that. What about that? I was like, oh, I don't really like that. So we tried to find the things that are most, the most classic, like you said, the most traditional, but Every area of Greece has a little tweak on the classic mm -hmm. recipes too. Some use certain spices, some don't, some don't. You know, everybody thinks they do it best. Yeah, of course. And every family has a certain tweak too. So you can be at the same area and have two different, you know, tzatziki uh, recipes because one family does it better than the other. So it's, you know, it's an ongoing battle. Like I make it better than you, but yeah. I don't use mint, you use mint. I use vinegar. You know, these little things. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting because, um, and it's nice to hear that, do you still, I know we were talking about back in the day, but do you still find that the people eat very regionally in the different parts of Greece, that it's not completely like whitewashed with tourism of like, now, because there's a ton of tourists, we all need to have certain things that tourists are expecting, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, they, they do. They do still eat regionally. They actually eat regionally and they actually eat uh, with the season. So yeah. you won't even though it's not as much as it was when I was growing up, uh, when I was growing up here, everything was seasonal. So you had, you could eat fish year round, obviously, but you had certain fish at a certain time of the year. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted, let's say, I'm going to throw it out there and say like an octopus, which you could probably find year round, but anyway, I'll just making it as an example. Uh, you might, you know, not be able to find it in April. You could find it in November because that's when it was octopus season or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and that's how they, that's how everybody has been brought up here in Greece. Even now where it's a little bit more mass produced, like they'll eat souvlaki and they'll order out, which wasn't the norm when I was growing up. Um, they still eat seasonal. So like tomatoes, we'll find cherry tomatoes here uh, in November and in December, but you what won't see. No, you won't. You won't see. You won't see um, a a housewife and a good out. And it's not really a housewife, but the person who cooks.
cooks in the family, you won't see her or him making a dish called yemista, which is stuffed uh, tomatoes in first, because that is considered a summer food where the tomato is bright red from mm -hmm. the, uh, the sun. So they actually still eat in that way. Oh, that's so refreshing to hear because Tanya and I both know living here in the States and you do, I mean, Pemi, you did too for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's a disaster of how we eat here. I love it because my parents have a garden and actually they have dueling gardens, which is kind of funny because they each think that they could do it better and they're right no! next to Kind of hilarious. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Who does it better? Who does it better? You know, it depends. My dad's garden is bigger, you know, but my tomatoes are better. So I mean, oh, yeah. so I, I say I like it all because then I don't have to go to any kind of markets in the summer. Oh, I get yeah. to members, dill, mint, you know. I love all... that. Is there any better smell than picking a fresh tomato off the vine? And just the smell of your hands from the vine and oh, the stem. Oh my God. I wish they had made a candle like that or a perfume because <laughs> I would wear it all day long. It smells Better. so good. So good. The first not bite of the vine is amazing. I mean, it's still not, I, I feel like it still doesn't taste as good as the tomatoes in Greece. It's no. just, it's the soil, it's the environment, yeah. it's everything there. But another thing I was going to say is that farmer's markets are still really popular in Greece. So even oh, though they're I super, everything is available, you know, my aunts and my still every, oh, Wednesday is our local farmer's market and they'll literally close off a street where mm -hmm. people live and say, sorry, you got to move your cars. There's a farmer's market on every Wednesday from this to this. And you see everybody with the little bags and the little mm -hmm. carriages. And it's so not a street. Cool. It's actually, it's not only a street. It's actually like a couple of kilo kilometers, right? Mm. Yeah. So it depends like where a you are. Like, yeah. It's not like ours where in America there's like a few tents. It's yeah, this like is a parking lot. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You walk. Like an oh. entire street <laughs> or entire block. Can be what I would give. Like what I would give. Oh, heaven. I want to come. I'm coming. So I think Greek culture and greek people have some of the biggest stereotypes i don't want to say the biggest but like <laughs> after my big fat greek wedding i am sure and i mean we're throwing this back to wouldn't that come out late 90s maybe i don't know early 2000s um that and like you said there's certain greek foods that are just like we all think that is what Greek food is, but the Greek food is so much more than a Greek salad, than tzatziki, than spinakopita, <laughs> than baklava. Like there's so much more to it. What are some of the biggest Greek misconceptions, whether it's the people, the culture that you wish would just go away? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of think they're fun, but I don't know, Pam, what do you think? <laughs> I, mean, I don't agree with you. I actually enjoy when I hear something stereotypical, I actually laugh. It's quite funny. But I do have to say that on the first um, the first movie of the Big Fat Greek Wedding, there are a lot of things that they said in there that actually like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it is true. <laughs> I was dying. My cousin told me he would never go see a movie with me ever again because I was laughing so loud I embarrassed him in the movie theater. <laughs> it was a great movie. They did a but great you know job what? with it. Windex. I have never heard of anybody using no. Windex. Ever. No. That, I would say that's probably the only one I can think of. And then the spitting. At the, yes, we do the put, 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 but there's no actual spit that comes out. No. Well, hopefully not. That actually comes out. Like those two things from the movie. But, you know, I think it's fun. I love our culture. I love the little quirks. And most of them are true. And almost everything you'll throw at me, I know somebody that does it. <laughs> You've seen somebody that does it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, they come from somewhere. <laughs> that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. 
No, and I, I mean, but like not all Greek families are extremely loud. Not all Greek people are extreme. Like, and I think like that's one of the things that Italians get into, and it's just a stereotype that has been portrayed in TV and movies that we're all loud, big, larger than life families that are just talking over each other, eating to excess. And it's not, it's, it's not like that all everywhere. It's not like that. It, 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 it depends. It depends on who sees it and who you're talking to. Like if, if you have a quiet, I had like a neighbor who she had like four or five kids and they were like, well-behaved kids. They were very quiet you know, and out comes my one, I only have one. And, you know, he's loud, uh, not loud in a, in a, in a obnoxious kind of way, but oh. you know, we're, we're uh, passionate. We're passionate. Yes. We talk with our hands and, you know, so it, it, we are a little, we are a little loud. Culturally, <laughs> I think culturally overall, look, everybody's different, right? So there yes. are quiet people. There are people who like to read There are people to go out, but in general, if you go to Greece, it's pretty loud. <laughs> sure. You know, it's funny. My cousin had come here to visit from Greece and she told me that I love this story because it's so perfect. She said, you know, I, I went to Barnes and Nobles and I was sitting there and I was reading a book and drinking my coffee. Pam knows the story. You're smirking. And she said, I look around and I see this little Indian girl sitting there so quietly and just reading a book. She was maybe five. Her mom was sitting with her so quiet. And I was like, Oh my gosh, look at that little girl. Look at how well behaved she was. And all of a sudden, I hear somebody screaming, Maria, in the middle of the bookstore. And I looked over, and of course, it was a Greek woman yelling at her kid. She goes, It's the same everywhere. So funny. That's it's so true, though. And but I mean, humans are humans. So, like, I'm loud, but there's other people in my family that aren't. And it's just, you know, absolutely. And, yeah. yeah it, it also depends on the character of the person. No, no doubt. Yes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Are there things that you wish people knew more about when it comes to Greek food and Greek culture that you're like, oh, God, if people only knew? I think we are very hospitable. You are. Culture. I think I was always raised and you go to Greece. I mean, they might yell at you for taking their parking space or not driving well. But if you need something, they will come inside. Please come in, have something to eat. You'll never go to somebody's house without bringing something. Mm. You know, it's always about, what do you mean you're going to stay at a hotel? You're going to stay here. Hospitality, I think, is a huge part. And that includes eating and, and all that that we say. I think hospitality is huge. And people, mm. I'd love for people to realize that. You go to Greece and, you know, you're welcome, I feel like. Or a Greek home. I don't know. That's just personal. Mm. Oh, they do. They do welcome you in. They do... They, I mean, if you walk into a house, if you like were to walk into my grandmother's house and she had no idea who you are, but I brought you in there and she would, she, at that moment, there was nothing in her house. She would find something from her fridge, you know, whip it up. And even if it was just a plain omelet, she would whip it up and say, here, have it. And she would actually get offended if you didn't eat it. So, you know, it's, we're that people. Yeah. But it, it, it's not only about our husband. Vitality, it's about our country. Our country is a beautiful country. It's not only Mykonos and Sandorini, which is the two um, more known islands. It's about our northern country, which is beautiful. And uh, it's about our other smaller little islands that are, you know, um, beautiful as well. And their beaches are wonderful, but, you know, they're off the beaten path. And we have a really nice winter uh, even though, you know, Greece is, you know, for its sun and everybody knows it for their, the summer, but we definitely have a great mild winter. 
and you can go skiing in the mountains where they do have really nice snow. And then you can go hiking. And there's so many hiking areas around Greece in the northern countries, of course, in the northern areas, sorry. Um, so it is not only a destination for Mykonos and Sardinia, it's a year-round destination and people should think about coming even in the winter time. Mm. And not just for beaches, there's waterfalls and like you said, yes. mountains and area. It's beautiful. You you go along and you're hiking in the mountain, you see fresh oregano, you know, and thyme oh. growing on the mountainsides. It's just, it's beautiful. I I mean, I'm partial, but I think it's really No, really I'm, I'm, I'm coming. My bags are packed. You should definitely come. Uh, it's been on my bucket list for a while, but like, and I really don't, I mean, I, I guess I would see like Mykonos or Santorini maybe, but like, I'm more like, I want to get into the culture. Like I want to see, I want to feel like I'm part, I want a Yaya to adopt me. Like that's what I want. <laughs> you want a Yaya to adopt you? Yes. Uh, I want, and I want, I want to go to the farmer's markets and I want to cook with a Yaya and I just want to hang out. Like. I, I I I know what you're saying because if I go to Italy, yeah. I want uh, I want uh, Nona to come and take me oh, by yeah. the hand, show me how she makes her pasta. So let's talk about WorldwideGreeks.com. So tell me a little bit more about the site and like what people should expect and how how you want people to use it as well. Okay, so WorldwideGreeks.com. My husband Nick and I started it together because he's like me and Femi, very passionate about our heritage and our culture. We also own another site called GreekBoston.com, which we started first, which is much more local. And we just started to develop more and more and more content and realized that people really loved it. So we moved it over to a forum, um, which was WorldwideGreeks.com, where people can actually ask questions and we can respond and people can engage. And it just took off, which is great. Um, we have people who are traveling that say, help, I'm stuck here and I'm looking for X, Y, Z, and people will respond. Um, we have almost 500,000 uh, visitors a month that go there now. And it's just started. Yeah, it's great. It's building um, really, really well. And that's one of the things that sprung board the cookbook because our cooking area of that site is very popular with people asking questions and even even sparring back and forth about, well, my grandmother used to use clove and my, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, mine didn't use clove. Mine used nutmeg. You know, even, even there they argue about things like that. So oh, I love it. Um, yeah, we just you know, built that and got Pam involved. And we have a whole bunch of moderators who are experts in their areas from travel to um, even things like mythology and Greek weddings. People Ooh, who are getting yeah. married. We have yeah. mythology experts answering questions. We actually, it was really cool. We actually had a university cite our site um, as a reference for one of their classes in mythology. It was so cool <laughs> to see that. That's people so are actually cool. Reading. That's the number one Greek site in English. GreekBoston.com and Worldwide Greeks, the combination of the both. Yeah. I can't take credit. My husband's the marketer. <laughs> I just sit here and look well, pretty and talk about food. <laughs> and you look very pretty. Well, um, you but so you should take some credit for it. Like, congratulations to thank all of you. you. Like, that's really exciting. That's a huge accomplishment. It's just a great way, just really, just like with the cookbook. We want to encourage the culture, the religion, the food, yes. everything for our future generations so it doesn't get lost. So, that's why, like we were saying before, people like stay with the Greeks, stay with the Greeks, because they were so afraid of the culture getting lost. Yeah, so, sure. You know, it's okay if you marry somebody that's not Greek, as long as you bring forth your culture, teach that to your children and keep it going. That's, and that's the really yeah. why we created Worldwide Greeks. Yeah, subject them to Greek school because yes. it's hell and, and you know, it's the to. rite of passage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Passage, right? You have no, to. No, and so, and the other thing too that, 
I think people should understand is you don't need to be Greek to use your site. Like you want oh. everyone to come on and mm -hmm. use it and learn and experience and don't be intimidated to oh. not ask a question and to right. not, you know, that's, I think that's pretty big too, because you see, I've been on your site and you see so many conversations going that it's a little intimidating to like <laughs> jump into the water of it, but like jump, 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 right? no, no, jump. jump. That's, I mean, I, I don't know about the other, the forums, but I can tell you about the, about the food one, uh, because I go in there and I actually help and I answer questions, please. That's why we're here. Ask yeah. the question. We actually want you to ask the question. If you have it, let us know. How can we help you? Especially in the food where there's like, you know, some people who might not know how to make a spanakopita. Please ask the question. And yeah, absolutely. We'll answer. I would say a majority. A ma I would actually even say a majority of our users are not Greek. They either are related to or married to or just interested in or have traveled to Greece. That's the majority of our users. It's really for anybody who's interested in anything. All things Greek, as we say. Anyone who's interested, that's that. for you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So um, let's talk about your cookbooks. You have two. We have yeah. two cookbooks, Baking Baklava mm -hmm. and then the Cooking Greek, correct? Our OG, yes. Absolutely. Cooking Greek. <laughs> yes. And so Cooking Greek was first and then Baking Baklava came second. Mm -hmm. And so much more than Baklava people. Like yes. dive into that cookbook. They're both <laughs> delicious. And both of these are self-published, correct? They are, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful job for self-published. Like I, I'm a professional food photographer, so I understand what goes into that part of it. Um, but what people don't realize, and I've had other cookbook authors on to explain this as well. So self-publishing is a whole nother thing. But then on top of that, just writing recipes for cookbooks is so laborious. Like mm -hmm. yes, the, it really is. the amount of testing, the amount of money you spend to do this especially when you're self-publishing because a publisher when you're getting a book published they give you some money up front to help fund these costs and when you're doing it on your own i mean it's got to be a, a huge task it's a huge task we're lucky that between the two of us and my husband we have all the skill sets that were needed to put it together for the most part, mm -hmm. um, you know, the edit, perfect, the editing, the writing, the recipe building, the testing, the marketing, the photography, the, the design, all of it, you know, it, it, that's one of the things that worked really well is we realized it was a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, people, that's why sometimes people say, Oh, I could do this. And we literally look at them with a the death stare. Like, really, really, you could do this. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we get all feisty and fired up yeah. when people yeah. say that because it is a lot of work. Um, but when you can do the work, you also can save on some of the financial side of it. So we were lucky that we were able to do a lot of the work ourselves. It just took a long time. Um, but then you're that much more satisfied, I feel like, in the end. Right, Pam? Like, wow, like, we did this. We Yes. When, you, when we held that, especially the first one, the OG, as we call it, uh, when we held it in our hands at the end, when we opened it up and we looked at it and we were like, oh, my God, we did this. But it, that was a lot of work. Uh, I did graphic design and thank God we had that because that's a huge expense mm -hmm. too. Uh, you know, the, the, forget the finding of the, of the recipes and writing the recipes and writing the recipes where it could actually be easy for everybody to follow. Mm. I think that was my hardest part where how do you explain how to make your own filo or how do you explain how to layer a baklava where the other person's not going to say like, what the hell is she talking about? 
um, that was the most difficult one. But uh, in all, putting it together, huge task, huge. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for, um, for me, because I have like a little bit of an organizational issue, if it wasn't for China, okay, today we have this, we're going to do this and this, putting me, you know, in my, in, in placing things in order, I would still be writing that, you know, that cookbook. <laughs> but um, it's it's a lot of work, guys. It's it it's is. beautiful work. And whoever's out there who's listening to us and who wants to make a cookbook, please do it. You know, write down your recipes. Actually test them while you're writing them down. There, Therefore, you don't have to retest them 100 times. You can test them, you know, 50 times instead of 100. Yeah. But, you know, if it's your dream, do it. Do it. You'll figure out a way to do it. And the world mm -hmm. of self-publishing. Yeah, the world of self-publishing yeah, allows people to do this. People like us who may never have been able to do this on our own to yes. make it. And yeah, we're yes. excited because Cooking Greek this year reached number one bestseller in, in the Greek food and wine category. And we were literally doing cartwheels. We were so excited that, you know, something like that, that we self-published actually went to number one on Amazon. We were so excited. So it's no, possible. congratulations. Thank you. It's, it's yeah. huge because it's so, even as like I said, a professional food photographer, getting in front of publishers to be on their approved photography list is such an undertaking yeah. to try to do. It's it's so, it is so challenging because mm -hmm. they, they just get so many inquiries, right? Trying to get a book published is, I don't want to say next to impossible with a publisher, but it, it's much easier if you're a celebrity chef right. or if you already have a following to you as people who are just passionate about doing this, I, I mean, it's, you got to, you almost need to know someone. You do. It's un very you do. unfortunate. Mm -hmm. So self-publishing though has its own like hurdles you have to jump over and like expenses and things. And it, like you said, it might take longer. It's such a wonderful option. And it's so inspiring for anyone out there listening to this that wants to do it. Like you guys are living proof not only can it be done, it can be done really well because mm -hmm. there's a lot it can of published really well. We're yes, proud of it. It, it is. We're proud of it. And it makes it so much more special because we are competing with those books that you said, those big publishing books or the, from the publishers, the big publishers and, and the uh, star chefs. And we have our book where, you know, it's up there with everybody else and it's doing very, very well. And we did all the work and that makes it so much better because we know what we put into it. We did yeah. all the work and we're like, damn, it looks good up. Hell yeah. Do you have any desire yeah. to write a third? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> we will be writing a third. We will. We just did a little bit of a break because baking baklava came kind of fast. We weren't expecting to do, you know, something so quickly, but it's smaller. And after having done it the first time, the second time was much easier, I think. The only a little more streamlined. A little more streamlined. Yes, the process, the procedure. We knew we knew what we were doing. We knew how to do it. We knew the thirty five hundred things we did wrong to ignore, you know, not do again. Um, you know, which was great. And the, I actually I would say baking a baklava, it was easier in terms of the creation and the formatting, but the recipe testing was <laughs> I might never yeah. use phyllo dough ever again yeah. in my life, ever, like ever. Yeah, I know, especially as a Greek ever. too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a bold statement. It's a bold statement, my friend. No, I hear you though. It's 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 got to be challenging. And I'm really looking forward to the third. So can we answer a few listener questions? Yes. Okay, great. Dave from Instagram writes, hi. I love Greek food and I know, uh, and I'm new to your cookbooks and site. If you each had to pick a must make recipe from either cookbook, what would it be? 
Oh, oh, I know, I know. For 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 cooking Greek, go ahead. Go ahead. The um the bifteki with patatas, which is the ground beef burgers with potatoes. It is my favorite. My kids devour it. Everybody loves it. That is my favorite. And then mm. I think in in baking baklava, that one's kind of tough because there's a lot of them that are really good. But I would have to say the caramel apple baklava rolls. Elevating. Oh, mm. I thought you were going to say the cheesecake. Well, the cheesecake is amazing <laughs> too. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's why I said I can't decide because there's also the ricotta rolls I love too. But I, I would have yeah. to pick the rolls. Okay. Pammy, what would you pick? So I'm a little bit more of a purist. I actually like, you know, I'm a little more conservative or traditional or whatever you want to call it. I would go with the macaronia with kima, which is pretty much the Greek bolognese. Um, mm. And that was from our first book. And from our second book, I have two actually favorites. It's the original Greek baklava, where you can do no wrong with that recipe uh, and that in that dessert. And then the second one is the cheesecake baklava, where it's two of my favorites. Baklava meets cheesecake. Oh, oh they had a Talk baby. dirty to me. Oh, it's Woo. a love affair. Woo. <laughs> delicious so dave you need to get these cookbooks yes. and you need to start cooking my friend um all right kenmore in chicago writes last year i traveled to greece and let me tell you i love greek food but i have never in my life tasted feta like i tasted it in greece it was like i finally was tasting feta for the first time it was so much better than anything we have here in the u.s i'd love to find something that is close but I know it's going to be tough. Do you have any brands that you really like? Yes, uh, there is a brand. I don't know if you can find it in his area. You can definitely find it in the Massachusetts area in the Dumoulas or the Market Basket. Uh, it is called uh, the Doni or D-O-N-D-O-I. The Doni. Uh, it is the. It is actually a Greek feta from Greece, and it is the closest you will find to what you would eat here in Greece. Mm. And what makes? Actually, I think. Hold on. I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you. If they have a, um, if they can go into a restaurant depot, you know the restaurant depot where it sells for. Yeah, they actually have big blocks of it in their um, cheese area. Okay. There's one in my town and my husband has a card. So I'm literally going to make him go there this weekend. Um, what, for people who don't know, what makes Greek style or Greek feta so much better in Greece versus what you're getting here in the U.S.? You know, I don't know. I mean, I do know. Uh, I think it's just milk. It's, it's, it's more creamy. It's more salty. It's, you actually... It gives you a better mouthfeel when you eat it here in Greece. Uh, in America, it's drier. Mm -hmm. It's less flavorful. So I'm going to have to say that it's the milk. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's, sure. And it's, it's it, is it sheep's milk, right? Versus cow's milk, sheep's too. Milk. Yeah. There, there's, there, I mean, in Greece, you can find either or. And if you go to the uh, supermarket, you can ask for goat's milk or sheep's milk or actually, no, sheep's milk, not goat's milk. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, but... The mass-produced one is pretty much cow. But they eat differently, so it tastes different. Right. Yes. We can barely hear you, girl. Come on back. Oh, sorry. Don't be. Don't be. I just want to, to make my, sure you I'm get her. i prevent my dog from barking. <laughs> oh, your dog's fine. Don't worry about it. No, we want to hear and see your beautiful face. Okay, I'm here. Um, okay, great. So I'll include that in the show notes for Kenmore. So let's see. Sasha in Boston writes, Hi, ladies. 
It seems like you both know a lot about all things Greek. I'm trying to plan a vacation to Greece this fall. She needs to go on your site. I love uh -huh. the off the beaten path kind of things. I'm trying to hit the main things you have to hit in Athens, but we're thinking about renting a car and driving outside of the city and going to smaller towns and cities. But I wasn't sure how driving was in the country as well as is it safe to go to certain places or not? What advice would you have? I would say driving in Greece okay. is not for the faint of heart. I'm going to be completely honest. Oh. <laughs> um, but if you can drive, if she's a Massachusetts, a Massachusetts girl, she can handle Greece, right? Because we have... Is it just like aggressive? It's aggressive. It's aggressive. They park everywhere. They might cut you off, you know, in the city. But once you get out of the city, there's highways, there's bigger roads. It, you know, it's really not that bad. I, I definitely always rent a car. I always suggest people just do it. Rent a car because you'll see so much more outside of the touristy things. Even 20 yeah. minutes outside of Athens, you'll eat better food. You know, an hour out, oh, yeah. you can be in a little village. You know, it's it's there's so much to discover, especially if you're leaving Athens, go south, go to the Peloponnese. There's amazing villages and food and beaches. 100% get a car. Mm -hmm. I would say go for it. Don't even, you know, don't even flinch. Just go for it. Mm -hmm. And get the car insurance. Oh. Just get... Yeah, okay, extra yeah, all of it and get the Absolutely. car insurance all Just of it trust Absolutely. us on that i've had to Always. use it almost every single time i have a ding or a scratch or someone has hit my car almost every time pay the extra it's worth it <laughs> it's so oh my god so worth it we we went to um the grand caymans one year for a vacation and we got this teeny tiny little smart car and they drive on the other side of the road which is a whole fucking other ball of wax right <laughs> and so when we got, when I rented the car for the, whatever it was, I think it was like 300 bucks for the week. Something stupidly cheap. I'm like, great. Doesn't have airbags. I mean, this thing was like, it was like a matchbox car. And the guy's like, do you want the insurance? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, so that's going to raise it to um, another $1,000. I was like, wait, what? And the guy's like, that's what it is. I'm like, fine, fuck it. I don't care. Sure enough. Four days in, we got T-boned so badly that like the doors, because somebody went through a red light and then skidded across and I was waiting at a red light and I was driving and the guy just T-boned us completely. This car just folded in uh -huh. on itself. We could, they needed like the jaws of life Stop to get it. the doors up. Right? And there's only one road on the island. So like we made the, like the, the daily news, like it was so bad, <laughs> right? Which was awesome. So then we put, like, we had to hold the doors open on one side of the car to, like, bring it back to the rental. I'm like, we're just driving to the fucking rental car place. Wow. We pull in, and they're like, whoa, what happened to you? Oh, you were the, I was like, yeah, we were the <laughs> You were them. Okay. And so the guy's like, didn't get the insurance, did you? I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. We fucking did. And he was like, oh, okay. Bob, can you pull another one around? And, like, literally pulled the same exact car around and just dropped the keys in my hand. I was like, sweet. First. <laughs> I'm telling you, get the, I don't care what Always. it costs, get the, get the insurance. Absolutely. But yeah, get the hell out of there. Go, go see the city, Sasha. Oh, yes. go, go see the country. Oh. Get out of the city. Go to the country. Go um, to the country. They actually have a really nice wine trail, too. If yes. she's into wine, she should Google a wine trail. And there's a beautiful wine trail with little mini wineries all over Greece. She should look into it. And natural like spas. You can go in spas and do the natural springs and, and um the mud mm -hmm. the mud saunas the natural mud, mud saunas they have those uh in greece too 
I'm coming. I'm coming for everyone. <laughs> um, okay. Allison from Instagram writes, I am a pita lover, but not all pitas are created equal. I feel like the Greek pita, correct me if I'm wrong, is a little fluffier than, say, like the Lebanese style, for example. What makes the Greek the Greek pita so fluffy and delicious? And do you have a good recipe for it? There's a recipe fluffy. for it in our cookbook, actually. So, <laughs> yes. The OG yeah. cookbook, right? The OG cookbook has a great pita. I'm assuming she means like pita bread that you would eat, use with food, other, you know, not Syrian. Oh, the actual, that's pita. Yeah, the actual oh, pita. Not the pita, pita. Okay, because I was looking at like pita, I was thinking about tiro pita and spinach pie. Okay, No, no, yes. no, 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 like the, the bread, the actual the pita. Mm-hmm. So, it's very easy uh, The difference make. I would say is that we, we probably put a little bit more, um, we actually like to put, uh, no, I'm not going to say anything because I'm not 100% sure, so I'm not going to say anything. But, but yeah, <laughs> uh, our breads are usually more fluffier than everybody else. We also yes, let sorry, things I rise. Was... We also let things rise yes. longer too. Like, yeah. but then... And you probably don't roll it out as thin. Like you want it to be, it's probably rolled out differently than you would roll out. Right. Am I right with this? I stretch mine by hand. Well, I don't even bother rolling right. it out. Okay. But you don't stretch it as thin as you would say like a Lebanese pita, mm-hmm. which is like pa- paper thin. Right. No, no, we don't stretch it out as thin. No, we we let we let it rise a little bit more. We add a little bit more uh, yeast, and it's 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 a different type of pita. Even though we call it pita, it's not the same as Lebanese. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. It's delicious. It's it's utterly delicious. Okay, so uh, final questions. What are you both currently making at home right now? Oh, well, today I made thank you. Yes, that's why I cut you off. Today I made biftekia with with potatoes in the oven. So I made your favorite. Oh, I love that. I'm making boring lentil soup. (laughs) My kids are going to hate me when I get home. Very heart healthy. Good for Mm -hmm. you. You know what? It's funny. It's one of those things. And I used to do the same thing when I was a kid, right? The lentil soup or the fakes and the white bean soup or the fasolada. When I knew my mother was making it, I'd be like, oh, my God. You know I hate this. I can't believe you're making this. And then she'd be like, too bad, you're eating it. And I would sit down and I would eat two bowls. And my kids do the exact same thing. They are delicious. They are amazing. But I think people look at it, they go, ew, you know, it's brown. It's mm-hmm. lentil. It's soup. What do you mean? That's not hard. And they're oh, delicious and they're so healthy good. and they're full of protein and vitamins. But I will hear the, oh, yeah. when the kids get yeah, well, to school. Yeah, I know I will. Screw <laughs> Okay, promote yourselves. How can people find you? How can they get a hold of you? So you can buy our books on Amazon. It's uh, Cooking Greek, which is a classic Greek cookbook for the at-home chef. Again, we try to do simple books, easy to follow instructions, so anybody can do it. And the second cookbook is Baking Baklava. And Baking Baklava is not just baklava recipes. They're classic recipes, but they're also inspired. Like we said, the cheesecake. We have a chocolate peanut butter um, baklava. We have baklava and granola and ice cream and all these things that you can do. So you can buy any of these books on amazon.com. And also we encourage you to go to worldwidegreeks.com to the forum. You have any food related questions, you just enter it there and Pam will answer it or I will answer it. We have other food experts and moderators there. And if you want to travel and you want off the beaten path, you can use worldwide Greeks for that too. But that's the best way you can message us. You can also find us on Instagram. Um, Pammy Canavos and Tanya Stimulus as well. Awesome. Okay. Last, last, last question yes. I ask this to everyone. If you had all the money in the world, mm-hmm. where are you going and what are you eating? 
Pemi, you want to take it off and go first or Tanya, whichever one, pick, pick one. Where am I going and what am I eating? Yeah. I would want it everywhere and try everything. Oh, come on. Oh, that's an easy answer. <laughs> I would, no, it's not an easy answer. You're, you're talking to a foodie. So I'm thinking that, you know what? I want to go to Japan. I want to go to Korea. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Thailand. I want, I want to go everywhere. And I want to try not only their, um, the ones that make them, you know, like the Greek food, as we say, the 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 Greek, uh, the village, the Koreatiki, the Greek salad. I want to eat that as well as the things that you usually wouldn't find in a touristy attraction place. Hmm. So yeah, I would. I want to go to Iceland and have their traditional food. I, you know, I want to. Fair enough. Taste. Yeah, you got all the money. You're the first person in four seasons who said that. So, to, yeah, I mean, go for it, Tanya. Oh my gosh. Can I just say to no, no, you just think you gave such a good answer. Why didn't I go first? Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, my, my thing that came to me is it's not as fun. I would take a private jet, of course, and I would fly to Komodini where my aunt is and I would have her make, and it's not even Greek food, something called Manti, which is, um, I think the, it's Bodiaka, it's Russian, it's pull, like, it's, it, they're dumplings basically. So a lot of different cultures oh. have them and it's filled with like minced meat and onions and they're made in a dumpling and they're steamed on these huge towers. I would go there and oh. have her make that for me because I haven't. Oh, I love a her. dumpling. Oh, of any type. Oh. Let's go meet her there. Beth, let's go meet yes, her there. Guys, let's go meet I her there. I have a private I'm in. Oh, I'm in. On your private jet. Yes. I'm so in. Just bring the cocktail. Sign this chick up. <laughs> Ladies, this was such a treat. Thank you both so much. I feel like I have two new Greek goddess best friends, and I adore you both to pieces. Thank you so much for having us. For having fun. Anytime, anytime. All right, you'll have to come back. This is one one of many. We'll come back. We will definitely come back whenever you want. But you need to promise that you come to Greece. I'm in. Wait, only if I'm there. I'm in. Only if I'm there. Okay. Oh my god, I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. Bye, ladies. Bye, Opa, Tanya, Pemi. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was such a treat. Oh, my sister's from another misters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to link all of their information, including their cookbooks, the websites, everything in the show notes which you can find on my website elizabethrfuller.com if you've got questions for the podcast shoot me an email let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com and of course tag me in all of your food adventures on instagram at let's go on a food adventure you guys this was a delight a treat i will be back in not next friday the friday after so until then Make some yummy food together, lead with kindness, and I'll see you in two weeks. Bye!